I'm Amber Hader, and this is episode 13, Ways You're Increasing Your Anxiety. Hi, and welcome to the Ballroom State of Mind podcast. My name is Amber Hader, and I am your host. I'm a life coach and an amateur ballroom dancer. This podcast is where I teach you how to think about life and think about your dancing so that you can win more at both. Let's do it. Welcome to this episode. Today, I'm going to be talking a little bit about anxiety. As I coach amateur ballroom dancers, it's something that comes up very frequently. It's not always just in reference to competitions and performance anxiety. They just experience anxiety on a regular basis. And I do think it's something that we experience in our daily lives as a society quite often. So I want to explore it just a little bit, especially as it pertains to dance because anxiety can really get in the way of our progress. So the first question I want to offer is anxiety good or bad? I think anxiety is both. (laughs) It gets kind of a bad rap. I think in general, when we think about anxiety, if somebody says they have anxiety in general, we think, oh no, that's not good. But anxiety is normal. It is common part of our human existence and it does have a purpose. It is good in some ways. It, it is an alarm system. It helps to keep us safe. When we have anxiety, it's a heightened alert state. It means we want to be aware. We want to be paying attention. That heightened alert state also gives us energy. If there's something that we need to do to get out of danger. Um, I was thinking about when in my old house, our house was not far from a busy street. We were the second house in on our loop and there was a busy street, just a house away. And so I always had anxiety when my kids would play out front because of course they wanna play out front. They don't wanna play in the backyard. They wanna play in the front because it's so much more open. But then I would have anxiety because I knew at any time a car could kind of come off of that busy road faster than I want them to. And I gotta make sure I keep my kids out of danger. So that anxiety helps me to be attentive. It's making me pay attention. It's making me pay attention to what the kids are doing and where they are. And it's making me pay attention to if cars are coming off that busy road and it's giving me that energy. I would need to run out and grab the kids if I needed to. So in a lot of cases, anxiety is useful, but in our modern world, and especially when it comes to dancing, we're not in danger, (laughs) right? Like Our modern world doesn't have as many of those physical dangers as we think. It's more mental. But either way, anxiety doesn't feel very good and it can hamper our performance. So let's look at what increases anxiety and how we can then reduce it. So I'm going to give you six things that will increase anxiety that are unnecessary when it comes to dancing. Okay. The first one is having anxiety about having anxiety, meaning that if we think anxiety is bad, we are now opening the door to a fight or flight response. That means we have to hide from it, or we have to try to get rid of it. Um, We have to get away. And so that is just going to increase our anxiety. If we have anxiety and then we feel bad about it, we're increasing the anxiety. And this is how you can actually escalate to a panic attack because if you have anxiety, you think it's bad. You try to resist it. You try to push it down. You start ruminating on the fact that you have anxiety. Then it can get out of control. 
even if we pretend the anxiety isn't there, our subconscious mind knows it's there and it will still affect our performance. So having anxiety about anxiety is not useful. Notice that when you give attention to the anxiety itself and you focus on it, then you stop attending to the task at hand, whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. If you're in a competition or if you're in a practice or anything like that, you're supposed to be partnering. You're supposed to be focusing on your choreography. But if we're focused on the anxiety, then we are not focusing on that. The solution to this is to reframe how you think about anxiety. We're going to accept that anxiety is normal and that anxiety being present isn't really a problem. Let's start by expanding our vocabulary a little bit and not looping so many things into the definition of anxiety, because there's a lot of things we can actually be feeling and experiencing that we're just calling anxiety. And whether that's true or not, I just don't think it's necessarily helpful to call it all anxiety. Notice how anxiety feels like something that we shouldn't have, but if we called it nerves, then it seems a little bit more normal. Like, of course, if we're in a competition environment or we're dancing with our partner and another student walks into the room and we feel a little bit nervous, like that makes sense. That's normal. We would expect to be nervous if we were going to perform. And we don't necessarily think that's dangerous. Also consider words like uncertain. Anytime we're in a situation where the outcome is uncertain, then we will feel uncertain. And that can feel sort of like anxiety. What about apprehension or hesitation? If we haven't prepared as well as we thought we could or that we think we should, then we might be putting ourselves in a situation where we're uncertain or we're apprehensive. We're unsure if we can show up in the way that we want to. So we're going to feel hesitant, right? That can feel a little bit like anxiety. What about adrenaline? Adrenaline fueled feelings can feel like anxiety, but that all makes sense given the context that we're in. So we want to understand that the anxiety, uncertainty, nerves, adrenaline, that all makes sense. It's not a problem that it's there. The nerves are going to be there. This is okay. Nothing's gone wrong. We're not in actual danger. The anxiety and the nerves tell us that it's time to be on. It's a cue. It's a clue. Oh, this makes sense. It's time for me to be on. It's time for me to be attentive. It's time for me to pay attention to what I'm supposed to be doing. It's time to, for me to pay attention to what's happening on the floor. If we understand its presence, then we can learn from it. We can learn how to refine it. We can learn how to reduce it. If we let it be there, then we can learn how to manage it. The butterflies are going to be there. And if we let them be there, we allow them to be there, then we can learn how to get them to fly into formation. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, jumping mentally from the past to the future will increase your anxiety. Our minds like to look for problems. It will look to the past to inform the future. So when you think of the past and you find things that went wrong, steps you missed, not making a final, maybe you fell, maybe you forgot something, anything that could have gone wrong. Your mind will extrapolate bad things happened in the past and those bad things might happen again in the future. It makes sense. This is how our brain processes things and our brains like to try to predict what's gonna happen. It seems protective. It seems like it's preparing us for what could happen. And in the caveman days, 
predicting problems did save our lives, but notice it doesn't feel good. It feels really stressful. So now we're using our imagination to predict gloom and doom. It's like we're deciding ahead of time that things are going to go wrong. And that is going to produce anxiety. But remember, it's an imaginary story that we're making up about a future that hasn't even happened yet. Anything that's happened in the past, it doesn't have to come forward with us. And anything that happened in the past, we learned from. So we're already in a better position than we were back then. The future is open to possibilities. There's a million things that could happen. So why are we imagining all the bad things, right? Like there's lots of good things that can happen too. So when we jump from the past to the future, it creates anxiety. So the solution to this one is to be in the present as much as you can. Bring your focus back to the present. Talk to yourself, remind yourself, there is only here and now. The past is in the past. It has no bearing right now. Just because something happened in the past doesn't mean it's going to repeat. So the future hasn't happened. We just want to stay in the present. There's ways to do this um, that I'm going to get to a little bit later. And it's mostly focusing on what you need to be doing. What do you need to be doing right now? Where are you supposed to be? What are your responsibilities? What are you doing? Are you preparing to get on the floor? Are you preparing for your lesson? Are you, what do you need to get ready? What are you partnering? Are you in the middle of a performance? Do you need to be focusing on your technique? Bring yourself back to the present moment. We're not going to worry about the future and we're not going to worry about the past. Okay. The third thing that can increase anxiety is looking too far into the future. Looking into the future in general can increase anxiety depending on your expectations. When we look too far into the future, we can get overwhelmed with that gap between where we are and where we want to be. So when that gap is too big, it creates overwhelm, it creates stress. So we want to test it. And if we're thinking about something in the future and it's generating a lot of anxiety, it's probably too far into the future. So to remedy this and to decrease anxiety, we want to shorten that gap. Bring your goals closer. What do you need to be doing right now? What is just the next step? What do we need to be doing in the next few days? What do we need to be doing in the next few weeks? What is our goal for the next few weeks or months? Like, let's not look too far into the future. Let's find that sweet spot where we feel challenged, but it's doable. And that's usually just a short-term goal. Okay. Fourth thing that can increase your anxiety is setting unrealistic expectations. So just like choosing a goal too far into the future can increase anxiety, choosing a short-term objective that is unrealistic will increase your anxiety. We don't want to choose objectives that are far above our ability to perform. That will do the opposite of motivate us. Again, we got to test how it feels. If we set an objective, we set a goal, even if it's short-term and it generates a lot of anxiety and stress for us, then it might be a little bit too out of reach. And again, we want to find that sweet spot. So this one is less about the time frame and more about what is it that you're expecting of yourself in a short amount of time? Are we expecting too much of ourselves in a short amount of time? Sometimes setting high expectations for ourselves in a short amount of time works. So this is why you need to test it. 
if you start to feel stress and anxiety and overwhelm, and that's making you retreat, that's making you feel hopeless, that's making you want to not practice and skip out on things, then we know that goal might be unrealistic. Because if it feels doable, feels like something that we can do and we can accomplish, we feel more motivated to move forward. So test it, see how you're behaving in response to those expectations and those goals. Okay. Number five, focusing on the outcome will increase anxiety. This pertains mostly to winning and losing, but it doesn't have to just pertain to that. But the outcomes are in the future. It's what's going to happen. It's the results of what we're doing. And when we focus on the outcome, when we focus on winning, then that also introduces losing. And so this will increase anxiety because it's actually outside of our direct control. You know, as a dancer, even if you give your best performance, depending on who the judges are, depending on who you're dancing against, you still might not win. Does that mean you did something wrong? No, it just means that was the circumstance. So we can't give the outcome all the power over how good of a dancer we are, how we feel about ourselves. We can't make it about our self-esteem and who we are as a person. The outcome is always uncertain and it's always in the future. We can't depend on it working out like we want. And remember, we don't want that outcome to mean something about us personally. That becomes a problem because if we lose, then we have to feel terrible about ourselves. So we're not gonna wanna lose. If we make losing mean something about ourselves or we make it a matter of self-esteem, then we have to win to feel good. This is gonna increase our stress level because there's such high personal stakes on the outcome. So the remedy to this is we want to not focus on the outcome. We want the outcome to take care of itself. We wanna focus on our responsibilities on our side of this. So we wanna focus on our tasks. We wanna focus on our objectives. Bring your mind back to the here and now to the present. We want to focus on what needs to be done. So what are we working on? What skills are we working on? What figures are we working on? Um, we can keep our attention on the performance. We can learn from the moment. We get actually even get better faster because we're present in our bodies, we're paying attention to what's happening and we're not mentally somewhere else. And when we're focusing on the tasks, we're focusing on the skills, we're getting better all the time, then the outcome will take care of itself. Number six, trying to control the uncontrollable will increase anxiety. So the next time you feel anxiety, check to see if you are trying to control things that are not controllable. Many things outside of us are not controllable. You can't control the weather. You can't control late flights, lost luggage, slippery dance floors, rowdy fans. You can't control if you actually win or lose. And most importantly, you can't control other people. You can't control what they think. You can't control what they feel. You can't control what they do. People are going to be people. They're going to do their own thing. So no matter how you behave, no matter what you do, you can't control things for them. Whether it's judges, teachers, partners, other dancers, you can't ever behave your way into pleasing them 100% of the time. Trying to manage other people creates a lot of anxiety because they're not controllable. And more importantly, it's not relevant to you and it's not relevant to your dancing. 
So the remedy to this to help decrease your anxiety is to just attend to what you can control, which is mostly you. Basically, the only thing you control is you. It's actually good news because controlling you is what will determine your experience actually more than anything else. When your mind wants to fixate on things it can't control, just bring it back to you. Redirect to what is within your control right now in the present and what needs to be done. You can control what you think. You can control what you think about. You can control how you feel. You can manage those emotions. You can control what you're doing, how you're spending your time. You can control how you respond to the circumstances. You can control your responsibilities. You can control your preparations and your tasks. That is where all of your power lies. All right, so I gave you six things. In summary, these are the things that will increase your anxiety. One, having anxiety about anxiety. Don't do that. Just accept that anxiety is present. It's normal. Two, jumping mentally from the past to the future. That will increase your anxiety. Focus on the present, okay? Number three, looking too far into the future is related to number four, which is setting unrealistic expectations. Whether it's too far into the future or it's short-term, what are our expectations of what we can accomplish in what amount of time? So we wanna make sure those are appropriate objectives in an appropriate amount of time to help minimize anxiety. Okay, so number five, outcome focus will increase anxiety, focusing on winning and losing, focusing on what's going to happen, focusing on what the results are going to be. That will increase anxiety and the solution to that to focus on the task, focus on what needs to be done, focus on your own responsibilities. And number six, trying to control the uncontrollable, which is mostly other people. That will increase your anxiety if you're trying to manage other people and how they think and feel. So get back to yourself. What's your responsibility controlling you, what you think, what you feel, what you do and how you respond. That is within your control. And when you feel like you are in control, then you will lessen your anxiety. You'll feel more empowered and you'll have more confidence, which is the point. We can reduce our anxiety, we can manage our anxiety, but we really don't need it to totally go away to be successful. All right, so I hope this has been helpful today. Um, practice these redirects in your life and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you know any other ballroom dancers who you think might benefit from this podcast, be sure to pass it on. For more information on how to connect with me, be sure to check the show notes for my contact information or go to amberhater.com and contact me that way. We'll see you next time.